right. Call to meeting this order of the MPOJC Urbanized Area Policy Board, Wednesday, May 31st, 2017. Uh, recognize alternates. We've got Lori Goodrich here for Jill Dodds for the city of Coralville. And we are missing a number of others. Just leave it at that. Uh, 1B, consider approval of the meeting minutes. Move approval. Second. Moved by Janelle, seconded by Steve. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? We are good on that one. Uh, set the next board meeting date, time, and location. July 12th is the date we've got down. Tentatively, University Heights. Is that workable? I'm sure yes. we'll have some vacation It issues, is workable in the new community center of University right. Heights, one university place. Fantastic. It'll be nice I to see I want everyone to visit it and see it. Good. So the weeds, good. we get there in the ground floor and park between the buildings or? Uh, you go in the pretty much the same entrance and when you drive in uh, the first right turn and then go all the way down to the end because we're the far east uh, we're, on, we're the Far East uh, location. Okay. They'll be parking there. Okay. Yeah, we thought we'd give University yes. Heights a chance to showcase their new yep. facility, and if it works well, we might be able to work them into this, the normal rotation, sure. and if not, we'll, you know, okay. we'll, go, we'll, we'll go with what works. Good. Look forward to seeing it. Okay. All right. Uh, number two, public discussion of any item not on the agenda. Is there anyone in the audience who would like to address us on anything that's not on the agenda? Seeing none, we'll move on to number three, 3A. Public hearing and consideration of a resolution adopting the 2017 to 2045, which sounds like forever, uh, MPOJC Long Range Transportation Plan. Darian. Hi, thanks Susan. We are very pleased to announce that the Future Forward 2045 MPOJC Long Range Transportation Plan final draft is complete. Uh, the plan, of course, is the culmination of a multi-year planning process that we uh, engaged in, in which we involved citizens, municipal staff, and elected officials to help create a vision for the transportation network of the future till the year 2045, which is quite a ways down the road. We have That's about 30 years until we get there. Um, the intent of this is, is to, to meet our federal guidelines, of course, but it's also to help provide transportation planning guidance for the metro area especially in regards to, to, to the federal funds that we receive over the next five years. So this is a process that we, we undergo every five years. To give you a brief recap of the planning process, um, over the last 18 months, we've provided four formal presentations on the long-range plan to interested groups. We drafted six surveys, which received almost 4,000 responses, which is by far our biggest record in terms of um, involvement we've gotten from the community. We also had our first youth survey, so we're able to engage uh, junior high kids and, and ask how they get around the community and how they'd like to get around the community to gain a better understanding really of how people move throughout the metro area now and how they would like to move in the future. Uh, we also hosted a series of three public workshops across the metro area in the spring of 2016 to elicit feedback on the proposed capital infrastructure projects and discuss public needs. We had about 100 people in attendance at those, uh, which we were, we were very happy about. We provided nine presentations to this board and to the Transportation Technical Advisory Committee to keep you apprised of our progress and to also ask for input and guidance at certain points in the process. We maintained a website with our draft plan chapters and we noticed, notified the public about um, input opportunities through our MPOJC news email subscriber list, through our public participation list, 
uh, and through press releases that went out to local news agencies. We also provided uh, status updates and notified the public of input opportunities through um, social media, which was new this go around. This wasn't as, as much in play, I would say, last five years ago when we did our last plan update. Um, so we have an MPOJC Twitter handle, which we were able to um, uh, post information about input opportunities. Um, our Facebook page, we were also able to reach out to the community using both of those. And I think those two tools are the reasons why we had so much in, uh, input from the community, especially when our, with our surveys. Because folks could take the survey, they could forward it out, they could share it with their friends, and um, I think it really made a big impact. So we were very happy to have uh, the amount of feedback that we did. Um, and speaking of feedback, we, we took all that public input that we received, we used it to inform the plan, and we helped uh, use it to help prioritize the proposed transportation infrastructure projects. Uh, last but not least about the plan, I just wanted to mention that it was completely produced in-house, um, including all infographics, GIS mapping, uh, layout design, and content. And I think I mentioned this before, but it bears reiteration. We're very lucky to have Sarah Walls and Emily Bothell on staff. Um, not only for their transportation planning expertise, but um, they have an incredible eye for design and design background in terms of mapping and in terms of layout and, and taking it from um, a quote unquote federal document to something that is really useful and um, uh, user friendly and something that is a resource for the community, for everyone here on the board and for the public at large and for staff. So we're very lucky to have them on staff and I think the the end product um, looks really great. We're really proud of it. Since your last staff meeting, uh, we have sent the plan to this board. We sent it to the Technical Advisory Committee. We sent uh, a draft plan to the DOT, to the Federal <coughs> Highway Administration, and we published the uh, draft plan for public comment. We had it out for a 30-day public comment period. We did not get uh, many comments from the public, which we sort of expected. We get a lot of feedback in the initial part of the process, which I think is probably where it's, it's best served. Um, but we did get some really thoughtful comments from the DOT and um, comments from communities here represented by this board, and those comments are reflected in the final draft. We also held uh, an open house for the final draft, uh, excuse me, the final draft plan on May 11th. Coincident with the drafting of the plan, we've also been working on a, a side project that we do every time we do a plan update, and that is updating our long-range uh, transportation plan travel demand model. So uh, our model is uh, something that we use very frequently in the metro area because we're growing, and there's always a need uh, for review of infrastructure and, and how many cars do we expect to see on certain roadways in certain locations um, due to our growth. So we rely on it very, very heavily throughout our five-year interim periods through our uh, long-range planning processes. We um, use it to gain a better understanding of how traffic patterns and congestion and level of service might shift under various land use or roadway scenarios. And tonight, the policy board will consider adopting the 2045 travel demand model as part of the long-range plan update. And finally, I just want to thank the board for your input and guidance throughout the process. It's a very long planning process. It's 18 months to two years. Um, and you were involved early and often in assisting us, especially with the establishment of a framework and guiding principles. That was a sort of a paradigm shift from our previous long range plans. And we came to you and asked for input and guidance and, and you helped us um, come up with something that I think really works for this metro area. And um, so we wanted to thank you for that. We also, 
came, we brought to you several, at several different meetings, the revision of the scoring criteria, which is uh, really important and it helps um, in the project prioritization process. So uh, again, thank you so much for your input and for your comments um, as we've been publishing draft content. On May 23rd, just a week ago, the Transportation Technical Advisory Committee unanimously recommended approval of the plan and the travel demand updates. Um, today, we're asking the policy board to approve the adoption of the 2017 to 2045 MPOJC Long Range Transportation Plan and the 2045 MPOJC Travel Demand Model. Uh, the policy board adopted plan is due to the Federal Highway Administration, the Federal Transit Administration, and the DOT on June 1st, which is tomorrow. So, any comments or questions on the long range plan? I would just say thank you. I mean, this has been, I remember it five years ago and how, um, how much work and stuff that was, but, but this is modern. It's a much different plan, um, not necessarily in the, um, the actual decision making, but just in the contextual. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's more comprehensive. It's more universal. It's more um, readable. Read, yeah, that's the <laughs> word I was looking for. The um, I, it's just it's it's a much different plan, and it's it's so um, encouraging to see, and so. Um, I love the fact that people were giving feedback because they saw it on Facebook and whatnot. Because normally, staff spends hundreds and hundreds of hours of doing this and they get no feedback whatsoever or barely any. And, and so at least it was, um, it doesn't surprise me that there wasn't any at the end. People weighed in early, but, but thank you all. It, it looks great. Thank you, we enjoyed working on it. I would just echo Janelle's comments. It's a lot of lot of time and effort by staff, and I think the changes that we saw as you went through and we gave some feedback, and especially especially on some of the graphics and some of those things, it's just yeah, it's a much much more readable plan than what we've had in the past. It's a great improvement. So thank, thank you for all your time. Thank you. Any other comments from the committee? Comment? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and open the public hearing. <clears throat> Is there anyone who would like to address the board? For the public hearing. Seeing none, I'll close the public hearing. Need a resolution to adopt the 2017 to 2045 MPOJC Long Range Transportation Plan. So moved. Second. Moved by Dickens, second by Donahue. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you very much. A lot of work. Good to see that going. Susan, I wanted to just quickly echo mm -hmm. um, how proud I am of staff. Uh, they did all the heavy lifting on this, and you know we've we've mentioned the 2012 plan. Uh, this plan is far better than the 2012 plan, although that received a lot of positive comments at the time. Um, so again, I'm really proud of the work staff was able to do, and thus far uh, from our federal partners, we've really heard nothing but positive comments. So. So I'm very pleased with it, and thanks Good. to the board for all their help. Yep. So they'd like to leave now and go ride their bicycles. That's right. Hmm. And you handle the rest of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Darian has another one, though. Three uh, B. Consider a resolution approving the fiscal year 2018 MPOJC Transportation Planning Work Program. Thanks Darian? again, Susan. Attached to your memo is a draft copy of the FY18 Transportation Planning Work Program for your review. And this work program includes all locally requested projects we've received from MPO member entities and our general projects and procedures as required by the Federal Highway Administration and the Federal Transit Administration. 
besides being a federal requirement, uh, we rely on this internally very heavily to help organize our data collection and our, manage our workflow and staff time throughout the year. So today we want to give the board an opportunity to review the document, uh, weigh in on any, especially the scheduling of any projects for your communities, if you're aware of any internal deadlines that might conflict with how we've scheduled um, the workflow throughout the year, we'd be happy to make any accommodations. Um, I also wanted to, of course, remind you that we do continue to take requests for additional projects that may come up throughout the year as time permits. Uh, last week at the May 23rd meeting, the Transportation Technical Advisory Committee unanimously recommended approval of the work program as stated. They didn't have any concerns about the timeframes for any of the projects. So uh, tonight we're looking for approval of the FY18 work program. Do we have a motion to pass the resolution? So move. Second. Moved by Donahue, seconded by Carberry. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? All right. Thanks. 3C, Brad, consider resolution reauthorizing the MPOJC as the designated recipient of Federal Transit Administration 5307 operating funds. Yes, thanks. Uh, Brad Newman, Assistant Transportation Planner. Uh, earlier this month, Iowa City Transit had their triennial review uh, by FTA. Uh, one of the things they had recommended was for the MPO and the transit agencies, well, the MPO, uh, with the transit agencies to update their authorizing resolutions that uh, are in regard to the, the, the grant process, the 5307 grant process. Uh, the MPO plays a big role in, in that process. We assist the transit agencies uh, and we just needed to update these documents. They're from 2008, I believe. We have to get current with the, uh, with the administration there. So. Um, what you have is a resolution. The resolution identifies the transit agencies and the MPO's role uh, in that process. And then there's also a letter uh, from the board chair um, naming a specific person to perform those tasks. Uh, we do it that way, so if I don't do the tasks anymore and someone else does, we just change the letter and not the resolution. Uh, and then there's also an opinion of counsel, and that's from Merrick Gores, who is an assistant uh, attorney for Iowa City, he's also, he reviewed that for the MPO as well. Um, TTAC uh, recommended unanimously to approve these uh, items. Uh, the one thing I do want to point out, point out is it does not change the apportionment process for the 5307 funding, so. You did that just for me. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we're requesting approval of these letters for Susan to sign. Do we have a motion? I move. I'll second. second got a, uh, my brain goes. <laughs> Moved by Rickett, seconded by uh, Dickens. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? All right, got that one, thank you. All right, uh, 3D, consider approval of the draft fiscal year 2018 to 2021 MPOJC Transportation Improvement Program project list. Brad. Yes. Uh, this is our annual transportation improvement program uh, attached. You'll find it's the 2018 through 2021, four years, uh, TIP. Um, I just wanted to run through a few things with you. And of course, this is, it includes all federal and state transportation projects for both roads and transit. Uh, there's two different sections you'll see. There's the, the road section and then there's a transit section individual. Um, all projects that were not completed by 2017 will automatically roll over to 18. 
the projects will get they get removed when they get under contract with DOT. Um, so not many of them came off the list, uh, but we did remove a few. Uh, back in March, you did approve four new projects uh, through our uh, surface transportation block grant funding. Uh, two of those projects are in your TIP. Uh, two will be in next year's TIP. And there's a, a reason, that the money was for 21 and 22. Well, the TIP only goes up to 21. Uh, Iowa City's American Legion Road project was put in at 21, FY21, uh, at the request of DOT, since they already had funding in 2020. So that allows them later on to get advanced construction authorization so they can get it all done in 20 rather than split it up between two years. So it, since we did that, it did not allow enough money because we only do about three million a year, or we can program three million a year. Uh, North Liberty's project had to go to 22 uh, because of the larger amount they received. So then it came down to University Heights and Iowa City's other project on Benton Street. Uh, University Heights agreed to go to 22, so uh, we appreciate that. Uh, so they will be in next year's uh, TIP. Um, Tiffin, we added a project that they received uh, CMAC funds or air, uh, ICAP funds uh, here in Iowa. So we had to add that uh, project. That's the Highway 6 Park Road roundabout, so you'll find that in there. Uh, we did remove one of Tiffin's projects, and that was the Ireland Avenue uh, Railroad to I-80 project. It was an illustrative project, uh, and since there was no funding identified, uh, it's still in the long-range plan. We just don't have it programmed in the TIP anymore. So when we pursue funding options for that project, we'll put that back in. Um, you'll, do, you'll notice the transit TIP, a lot of that is buses. We're way behind on getting buses. Uh, a lot of our useful life on those buses is uh, past. Uh, so the older fleets, but we just we have to wait on the funding through the federal and state government And it's a slow process, but you'll see all that all those buses that are eligible are programmed in the TIP uh, We also have summary sheets of the STBG and S in the TAP set-aside funding um, It's just kind of a, a quick report on where those projects are at from 18 on um, through 22 um, You'll notice there's a carryover amount uh, of about half a million dollars. Um, we're, we're, trying, we're trying to figure that out. Uh, we, we don't think it's all there, but there is a portion of it that is there. And I think what happens is we have targets, funding targets that come in every year and they change year to year. So when we go out four years and then the next year they all change again, so we have to go back and usually they go up. So there's usually a carryover. We're just trying to pin it down a little bit better as to how much we can comfortably give away. We don't want to program all 500,000. You'll, you'll notice the one target uh, did go down, so we don't want to give away too much money and be in the negative. But I think in the next funding cycle in two years, we'll hopefully be able to add a little bit uh, from that carryover. Um, this, uh, these projects, well, the, the draft TIP is due to the DOT uh, June 15th. So we'll get that prepared and get that to them. And then this will come back as a final draft uh, in July. Uh, TTAC did uh, recommend unanimously in favor of the project list. Are there any questions? Any questions for Brad? 
Do we have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Moved by Fromm, seconded by Donahue. Any discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, pass that one as well. Other business. Um, got update from Coralville staff on significant community projects. Dan. Thank you. Uh, Dan Holder, a Coralville City Engineer. So I'll give you a brief update on three different types of projects ongoing in the city of Coralville this time. Uh, we have transportation projects, public infrastructure, and also flood mitigation projects ongoing now. So first for transportation, I'll talk about the First Avenue project. Uh, we're improving First Avenue from 6th Street to 9th Street. And that's the last section of First Avenue south of I-80 that has not been improved. We're going uh, to the five-lane section, 10-foot sidewalks on both sides, improved lighting, uh, improved uh, intersections. There'll be uh, permanent signals at the First Avenue and 7th Street intersection. There'll also be permanent signals at the First Avenue and 6th Street intersection, as well as a new east leg of that intersection to make it a four-lane intersection. So that will be, serve as the fourth uh, entrance to the IRL development, High River Landing development in the future. Uh, we're currently, uh, phase one of that project is ongoing, we're uh, installing a duct bank. Uh, this is an underground uh, a duct bank for the private utility companies to relocate their facilities, either overhead existing or not in the correct place, underground existing, into the new duct bank so that everything will be in the right place when the street project comes and we should have no utility conflicts. Knock on wood. <laughs> we'll see how this works. Um, so that's ongoing now, and so you'll see uh, single lane closures uh, uh, from Monday morning to Friday afternoon uh, for the next uh, few months, and that should be done September 1st. So that allows the utility companies uh, the fall months to relocate their facilities into that duct bank and remove the other uh, existing facilities. Uh, we're reviewing. having a hard time tracking that. You said there'll be a new entrance into Iowa River Landing? Yes, at 6th Street, uh, right by Deli Mart now. Uh, if you think of it now, it's, it's a T intersection. Right. First Avenue, and then uh, 6th Street goes to the west, to the left. And so that, that will become a four-legged intersection. And so we'll add a new east leg to that. And so that will become uh, a south entrance to the Iowa River Landing development. So will it go near Mount Hayworth, or where is it going? <laughs> Uh, it will line up with East 2nd Avenue, uh, if you think of that now where uh, 30 Hop is, uh, on 9th Street. That's East 2nd that goes from 30 Hop up to uh, oh, Von Mauer. Oh, there, there, there. Okay. Not, so that, not to the south, to the north. I, okay, so, I'm So that will now. then come south and, okay. and kind of tie and make a curve and tie in back at 1st Avenue at okay. 6th Street. So we'll have you know, entrances at 6th, 7th, 9th, and the future uh, Iowa River Landing Place entrance when the interchange is improved at IE and 1st Avenue. Okay, I'm tracking now. Thank okay. you. That, that project, sorry Dan, that project also has a little over $5 million of MPO funds that were uh, apportioned uh, two and four years ago. There's actually two rounds of funding, so I like to point out when uh, yeah. the MPO's involved. And so we're reviewing 60% road plans, 60% completed road construction plans for that now, and we're on schedule for a, a November 2017 DOT letting for then uh, primary construction calendar 18 for that project. Second major project is on Coral Ridge Avenue, and uh, we're improving from Oakdale to Forevergreen Road. And uh, it'll be much like the first phase we did from Holiday to Oakdale. And um, we're, uh, this last week, in fact, we let uh, again a duct bank project for that, phase one of that project. And so we're going to install the underground duct bank. So they all, and that will be from now until September 1st as well. And then the utilities will have the fall to move their facilities into that new duct bank. Uh, we're also reviewing 60% plans for that project, and we're anticipating a December uh, 2017 local letting for that project, and that will be construction in calendar 18 as well. And that includes about $1.7 million of DOT funds that uh, they helped. Uh, this hadn't been in the, our 
CIP at this point in time, but uh, because of the DOT's desire to use um, Forever Green Road and Corridge Avenue as a uh, incident management route for the 8380 interchange improvements, uh, once the 380 Forever Green Road interchange is done, so we had to advance this project to get our street project done before the interchange opened, so it could be again an incident management route. So that's on going on next year as well. Third project is a little short-term project at Highway 6 and Jones Boulevard, um, West Clover Drive, where Tyson's is, and Harley, uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye Harley, excuse me. We're putting traffic signals in there. Got some money from DOT to do that after July 1, so you'll see that happen in July and August of this year. As far as public infrastructure projects, we've started a couple months ago a major expansion of our, our water treatment plant, and that will double the filtration capacity of our plant. That's about a $4 million project, and should be done in the fall of 2018. We're in the final design phases of a major uh, project at our wastewater treatment plant, about $27 million project, and that will, we anticipate bidding that this fall, and it'll take about um, 27 months to complete that project once we get underway. And what population will those two expansions support? Uh, they'll work up to um, mid-30s, 30,000s. So it'll double the capacity where we're at today in both facilities. So those are gonna be ongoing soon as well. Um, and lastly, I'll talk about flood mitigation projects. We're currently building uh, the clear, what we call our Clear Creek South Flood Wall uh, Project. It's a combination of permanent and removable flood walls on the south side of Clear Creek from Highway 6 to First Avenue behind Monica's. Uh, that's been ongoing since last fall. We completed this fall. And then we're going to bid next week um, the Pump Station 6 and 7 uh, Improvements Project. And that's the last major project on the 2008 uh, flood mitigation uh, reports that we received, uh, how we need to flood protect the city to the 08 flood elevations. And so that um, got some funding through that uh, National Resiliency uh, funding. And that will be bid next week and will be done this fall as well. So by the end of 2017, we'll have all the major flood mitigation projects done that we anticipate doing. So with that, I'll be glad to answer any questions if you have about those or any other projects. Wastewater treatment plant, how much did you say again? Uh, I think it's uh, mid-30s, like 35000 Cost. Time. Oh, cost. I'm sorry, $27 million. $27 million. Dan, the uh, Clear, Clear Creek Bicycle Trail. What are yes. the plans for that? Uh, we are working uh, with the DOT on that. That's also got funding through uh, SD, what was SDP right. TAP funds at that point in time. Right. And so the design is ongoing with that. Uh, as you might imagine, we're working with the DOT because it goes underneath the interstate bridges and those are being rebuilt, obviously, in the near future. So that's a bit more of a challenge than we uh, had anticipated. So uh, the way it stands now is it should bid in October of this year and be built in uh, 2018. That's the most asked question, in case you want to know. Yeah, we're just going to ask Of a that, county right. supervisor, and we have nothing to do with it. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Other than we want to bike it. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Everybody's excited to get just to that, that kind of the missing link yeah. down on the Clear Creek Trail, so everyone's I, excited everyone to get that. Everyone wants to go to Tiffin. Yeah, yeah. Consider Apparently. this a good thing. <laughs> Any other questions for Dan? Thank you very much. Appreciate the update. Okay. Any other business from the board? Entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. Moved by Steve, seconded by Terry. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? We are adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Took us longer to get here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a promise. Pretty